Hey, 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 everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, it's Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Curing Docs. That's right. That's our health and wellness platform where we help, especially our ladies. And today, yo, it's going to be on. Yes, to we help our professional women to find at least two hours per month to put their health and wellness first. We can do it. It's 730 hours in a month. We can take two for ourselves, right? But we have our Your Caring Docs podcast. This is our Your Caring Docs, Docs Who Cares. And on this podcast, we have doctors from all over the world. They stop by, they drop health and wellness information, which we call GEMS. And the biggest part is that they leave their info right here. So if you would like to be a patient of theirs, or if you'd like to be a client, you will know where to find them on our Your Caring Docs page. Today, I'm super excited to bring in a, I'll call her my friend. If she, I'm a, I'm staking and, and putting a stake in it. She's my friend, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. She's a wonderful doctor and she's going to really hit us with some gems, something that a lot of us have been dealing with, right? But let me bring her in your caring doc style. So this doctor is a graduate from Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine. She also did her residency in internal medicine at Case Western Reserve University Metro Health and at St. Mary's Hospital Medical Center. She is double board certified because most of my docs, they get extra training so that they can help as many people as possible. So she's double board certified in internal medicine and obesity medicine. And with all of that, she is also the host of the famous podcast named Back on Track, Overcoming Weight Regain. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Our friend, Dr. Alicia Shelley. Yay! I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having oh, me. <laughs> oh, wonderful. It is our pleasure. I am very, very, very happy because today we're going to talk about something really that's dear and true to many of us, which is weight loss. How can we do it? Why is it that we're having issues with it, right? But before we even delve into that, I want to know what brought you into internal medicine? Like what made you say, I want to do internal medicine? And then further along, what made you go into get additional training in obesity medicine? Tell us. Yeah. So the one thing about internal medicine that I enjoy and I love is just the interactions that I have with my patients. Mm -hmm. I see patients at sometimes the lowest parts of their lives and sometimes the highest part and kind of being there with that journey gives me actually purpose and joy. And so not only am I there to lead, be their guide and help people to live a healthy life, um, I establish that relationship. And so I truly enjoy internal medicine. It's, I do primary care, outpatient primary care. Mm -hmm. so I see people for almost anything. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. No, and, and you're really great at it. You're not even good. You're great because I looked you up. And she has a five-star review, guys, not from two people, not from 30, from over 250 people who not only saw her, but they decided to leave a five-star review. That means that you're doing a great job. You're excellent. So now, you know, you have and you're seeing your patients at their highest and their lowest, but then you decided you wanted to get additional training. What made you say, okay, let me get some additional training in obesity medicine? 
So the funny thing is, is that whenever my patients come in, they're like, I want to talk about weight. Sometimes I don't even have to initially, I don't have to initiate the conversation. They're like, look, <laughs> talk about weight. And I, I wanted to, I personally have struggled with my weight all my life. It's been mm-hmm. up, down, up, down, up, down. And so I wanted to have more training so that I can not only help myself with mm-hmm. kind of not only lose weight and maintain weight, but then also to kind of help others because what we'll talk about is that having more weight on you will lead to more medical complications. And so a lot of times my patients want to get that knee replacement done. They have to lose weight to, to get under mm-hmm. a certain weight in order to get that done. So I that's why I eventually went into obesity medicine because I wanted to have more knowledge that I can share with others. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, today we're going to get into this there's a theory that's out there in um, the obesity medicine space or even the weight loss space, right? It's called the set point theory. Can you give us an idea of what it is? And because I have superstar, she put together a presentation. <laughs> we will, put, you know, just let me know when, and we'll bring that yeah. presentation up on the screen. Well, let's start now because. Um, yeah we can be able to kind of talk a little bit about it. And then I will, we're definitely going to delve into the set point theory because Absolutely. this is something that people, we don't talk about a lot. And so mm-hmm. we definitely want to um, kind of open up people's eyes to it. But the first thing, let's stop back for a second and kind of talk about what is obesity. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we've gone to our doctors, a lot of times we've gone to our friends, People say, oh, you need to just pull away from the table and go exercise and you'll lose weight. Absolutely. And it's horrible. I mean, it's it's a it's not the and we we've come from that particular point. But when I Googled just today obesity, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was shocked to see that Google, let me give you the exact definition of what Google said here. They said that obesity is just um, uh, due to eating uh, more calories and not exercising. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, there's a way to bring and deflate someone. <laughs> exactly. You're putting it all on the other person. I have many patients who their issue is not that they eat too much, it's that they eat too less. Exactly. They're starving themselves because mm-hmm. they, in their mind, they're like, oh my gosh, if I eat, I'll get fat. When in actuality, that is not the case. And so we're going to talk about that. So the definition of obesity by the World Health Organization is basically an extra accumulation of fat that causes a negative health outcome. Mm -hmm. And what are those health outcomes? Well, there are multiple complications for obesity. You can actually have what we call, you can have a stroke. You can have increased diabetes cholesterol, high blood pressure because of obesity, even certain cancers can be increased because of obesity. And then not including your liver, you can have a uh, non or NASH called non-alcoholic fatty liver. Mm-hmm. And even like I mentioned before, osteoarthritis and sleep apnea. So obesity affects all the body. Majority of the organs of the body um, are, are affected because of having that extra fat that leads to a negative health outcome. Um, the other thing I want to point out is that obesity is a multifactorial disease. And what that means is it's more than just pulling away from the table and mm-hmm. going to exercise. In fact, what we found is that a lot of times people gain weight for multiple reasons. It can be due to environment. Now, be honest, how many of us 
actually had the, what we call the COVID-15 because Hello. we isolated in our homes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> exactly, right? It was, we were isolated maybe a month, the month of March, 2020, but we are still having that, that freshman, that COVID-15 that we haven't lost. Yes. And the reason is because we've gotten out of our habits. At one point, we were going to work. We had to get out. We had to drive to work, get out of car, go up the stairs, go to work. And we're walking more. But when we were walking from home, we're just going from our bedroom down to the study or down to wherever we're working. Or for Mm -hmm. some of us, we work in the same room that we sleep. And so we lost that exercise and the environment played a role. Also, you have genetics. Have you ever had that friend that could eat just about anything and not gain a pound? Yes, and I'm not going to say I'm jealous, okay? But oh, I, I, you know, I'll admit, I'll admit it, uh, Dr. Beckford, I am jealous because that person <laughs> is my brother. We have the same parents. <laughs> exactly. Like, why? <laughs> my I brother can eat anything he wants to eat and still not gain weight <laughs> absolutely and then if if any of us walk by anything with any extra carbs then you know there we go i'm telling you i just have to think about it and i gain a pound there we are, <laughs> there we are. yeah like we're prepared we're prepared so genetics plays a role you mm-hmm. can see in families too that even though you were thin as when you were younger but mm-hmm. as you started to age as you started to get older you after pregnancy, you you know you started to gain weight, and you can see that in your aunts and your mom. So a lot of times it, it runs in the family. Um, other times it's the endocrine system, your thyroid. People Ooh. that have CLS. when yeah. your thyroid is too low, you gain weight. It makes it harder for you to manage it. Um, mm-hmm. So that too is a factor. And then not to um, exclude medications. Certain medications have you gain weight, especially mm-hmm. if you. If you're being treated for schizophrenia or uh, any type of depression medications, these things can cause you to gain weight. Um, Also, our immune system, if we're having issues with our immune system, it can lead to uh, further um, uh, accumulation of fat due Mm -hmm. to our immune systems off. And then not to, if we're depressed, if we have anxiety, sometimes Mm -hmm. we need stress eat, where we want to eat more because we're trying to um, cope with how we feel. So needless to say, obesity is a multifactorial disease. The reason why we need to understand that is because with all diseases, when you look at high blood pressure with diabetes, it's not something that you can just, okay, I I exercise, I eat, I'm fine, I don't have to think about it. It's something you always have to be aware of. And you always have to kind of keep your your health um, health, um, uh, changes and lifestyle modifications so that you can be able to maintain your weight as well. Absolutely. Um, so now, now that we have our foundation, let's get to this set point theory. Yes. Like what is going on now? I, I loved, I looked up, a, uh, um, on the set point theory, did a couple of research mm-hmm. and it makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, let's let everybody else understand what's going on out there with the set point theory. Yes. So with the set point theory, it's usually, um, our body has a certain range it wants to be. And mm-hmm. you may find that, like, if you're not doing anything, you're not exercising or not really monitoring your weight, you may find that you kind of fluctuate between a certain period. You may be five points less one day, two weeks later, you you know, you gain a couple pounds, but then you go back down, you go up and down, up and down in your weight, Absolutely. but in a certain range. And that's the range your body wants to be. And it's never usually the um, healthy range, unfortunately. <laughs> right? Come on now. <laughs> Can 
let my steady state be the good one. <laughs> I know. I would like my steady state to be the good one. But for right. me, it's like if I stop exercising, oh, boy, my body's like, yes, we're going to that high 20, <laughs> 20 more pounds. <laughs> there we go. So, but what we notice is that when you lose, when you start to lose weight, when you start to exercise, you start to feel good. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're sick and you lose weight for a period of time, your body adapts and your body starts to increase your hunger hormone, which is oh. called your ghrelin hormone. And it also decreases your metabolism so you can gradually gain the weight back. So you may have noticed if you were sick. I've had mm -hmm. some people who were sick with COVID and they mm -hmm. lost 10 pounds with COVID. But then over the next couple months, they kind of gained their weight back. And the reason being is their body adapted. So mm -hmm. a lot of times we get down on ourselves when we, you know, we do something, we lose weight. And then all of a sudden we notice that the weight's coming back. And mm -hmm. that's because your body's adapting. Your body's adapting to it. And so it's not always your fault. No, mind you, sometimes we have to be more consistent, and we'll talk about that. Right. But, you know, there's there's other matters at play. <laughs> that is, so is this portion of the theorem that, okay, the body has lost the weight, and it's like, um, where did my weight go? I need to bring it back. And therefore, it increases that hunger, decreases that metabolism, because it's like, I want it back to where we were. So that's that that's that losing weight portion where it's you know reversing, which is not what we want because we're like we like it down there, <laughs> but the body's like nah. We want to stay at the end of that arrow. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> our body wants to go. And and the yes. same thing is when we gain weight. So let's say mm. we go on vacation mm -hmm. and we eat a little bit much. We're not doing our same routine and we gain a few pounds. Our body will decrease our hunger and increase our metabolism so we can get back to that that range. Ah, so you, it, it does work vice versa. But sometimes I find that when we're trying to lose weight, we get really discouraged because of that. That's the one that makes us stop. Yeah, especially the hunger, the increase in hunger. Because if you're putting out for the exercise and but you're finding that you want to eat more, but you're trying to tell yourself to eat less, you can find that internal turmoil that occurs during that portion. Exactly. And, and, and it, 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 a lot of times, a lot of times with our weight loss, it's, it's mental and how we think about it. So our, you know, our thoughts dictate our actions. And if you feel like, well, this is not working because I'm still hungry. Yes. Um, you, you end up stopping, you get disappointed and you'd be like, I'm just going to go back to my old habits. Uh. But I have some good news. <laughs> All right. good news. Good news. There are ways to overcome the set point and that adjustment. Nice. So let's talk about that. So some of the ways to overcome is number one, going to be our lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and this is going to be extremely important that we do. So the first thing is eating a healthy, balanced diet. And a lot of times when we say a healthy diet, people, you know, we sometimes, we all have a different definition of what is healthy. So. Absolutely. Studies have shown that if you are actually eating foods that are less processed, foods that you cook at home, um, fresh vegetables, things of that nature, you will gradually lose weight. Mm. But if you eat foods that are ultra processed, foods that you get, let's say if you go to the grocery store and, and getting like the Stouffer's macaroni or the Stouffer's lasagna, instead of making it yourself, that actually has more additives on there that mm. kind of make you gradually gain weight. And not just, and I'm not picking on Stouffer's, but I'm just saying prepared meals, prepared meals, um, fast food 
uh, things of this nature, it actually will find that you actually start to gain the weight back. So mm. what that means is quality is important. I know a lot of times with my patients, they want to be on a diet. They're like, I have to be on this diet, this diet. And what I find is that for long term, I, I, it's better to make choices that you're able to maintain than to be on a strict diet, you know, to have a meal plan. Right. My patient is like, I want a meal plan. I'm like, well, you can make your own meal plan. Right. <laughs> what you want, you can meal prep for the week and have this is what I'm going to eat and just use the, the quality, the tools. Because mm -hmm. once again, with the lifestyle changes, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, doing like um, a very, I remember, I'll, I'll tell you the story. When I was, um, I was studying abroad in um, Spain and one of, this, one of the ladies gave me this lemonade diet. So for seven days, I did this lemonade diet. And when I tell you, I thought death was coming to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, I was laying in the bed. I was like, you ain't going to make it today. Because <laughs> all I drank was lemonade with cayenne pepper. Woo! I, I lost five pounds, five pounds, but I didn't maintain it because... Once Can someone drink lemonade and cayenne pepper for the rest of their lives? Yes, yes. <laughs> so you wow. want to... You want to focus on a diet that's something that you can maintain uh, for the rest of your life. The other thing is having stable eating patterns. A lot of us are on the go, go, go. That's and true. We, we make food for our family. We make sure our kids have breakfast, but we go without. We're yeah. trying to rush them here and there. We don't stop for lunch. We yes. eat a little bit of dinner. But what happens is when we're eating, our metabolism has to increase for them to digest the food. So when you're skipping meals, skipping breakfast, skipping lunch, what happens is your, your metabolism is kind of being dormant. So you want to be able to make sure that you're eating so mm -hmm. that your metabolism will go up. But then also, secondly, you're not as hungry because you may find that, oh, I just skip, I don't eat. And then you eat like a huge dinner and then you're about to go to bed. You don't have any time to um, burn right. it up. Right. So it's important to make sure you're getting your breakfast, your lunch and your dinner. Absolutely. Now, the next one is going to be your regular, consistent. <laughs> Let us focus on consistency. Oh, <laughs> that is the challenge of the century. Yes. Being consistent. Yes. But go ahead. Tell us about it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And 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 then it is. I, I'm not any these. I have four different areas and they're not easy at all. And so I don't want you to get overwhelmed. Be like, Dr. Shell wants to do all of this. What I want you to do, I want you to focus on small goals to kind of help you build up so you can be consistent. Absolutely. What we found, the current recommendation is for general health benefit is for you to exercise 150 minutes per week. It doesn't mm -hmm. tell you what type of exercise. It doesn't tell you, you know, how you can break it up in increments. It's just saying 150 minutes per week. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, especially as women, we're so busy, you know, we're taking care mm -hmm. of our kids. We're taking care maybe even taking care of our parents, taking care of our, um, our husband and mm -hmm. then working full time. We sometimes neglect ourselves. Absolutely. So I love Dr. Beckford two <laughs> hours for yourself a month. Come on now, you can do this. <laughs> yes. We said there's 730 hours in a month, 730. We could take two for ourselves. Two for yourselves, two for yes. yourselves. And so when it comes to exercise, it has to be something that you make a priority. 
Mm -hmm. And you may say, well, I have these kids, bring them with you. I remember I was on this, the trail and I saw this man with his daughter. Of course, he had the little stroller with her, but then she was like, nope, I want to run with you. So make it, um, you can make your exercise incorporated with the family. You all go walking together, right. you know, or you all go on a hike on the weekend or you do something, you go swimming together. So there's ways how you can incorporate your family in order to get that exercise in. Um, because consistency is key. Now I said, okay, let me go back. I said you need 150 minutes for a general health benefit. You also need to do strength train two days a week for mm -hmm. just a general health benefit. Now, if you are trying to lose weight and not gain that weight back, you need right. extra minutes. You Ooh. need between 250 to 300 minutes per week. So a lot of times you wonder, why did my weight come back? We stopped exercising. So mm -hmm. you need to exercise. And I would say tips with exercise, you need to make sure it's fun. If yes. it's music, if it's having a, somebody with you, you need to make sure it's fun. I love Bruno Mars. So whenever I'm getting a, like tired, okay. I and if you see me throwing my hands up 24 karat. 24 karat, okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that gets energized and yeah. you know and you're on the go no one can stop you nobody you're can in stop the zone. You. yes i'm in the zone you just say there she goes you just have to do things to make it fun find ways to make it fun if uh one of the biggest areas that a lot the biggest pain points or challenges that my patients have is that sometimes they hurt they may have knee pain they may have mm -hmm. back pain and that limits them from exercising. Do what you can. So even if it's not like I can go walking or I can go running, you can go swimming. You mm -hmm. can get in that pool and just walk the pool. And actually you'll feel a lot better. I had a patient tell me this week, her knee pain started getting better when she started walking the pool. Wow. Um, so walk the pool. Um, you can do strength training with resistance bands. Let me tell you, they're at the five and below store. <laughs> they're cheap, they're at the five yeah. and you can get resistance bands where you're strength training. Um, also, YouTube has a plethora, a plethora of workout yes, videos. Search chair exercises, and it'll come up with exercises that you can do in your chair. Absolutely. So what I'm trying to tell you, hashtag no excuses. Get Ooh, it. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> now I we know why she gets five thing. stars from her patients. <laughs> patients a lot because you get results. They come back and they're like, you know, Dr. Shelley, I don't know about you. But then they get the results. So they were like, Dr. Shelley, I know about you. <laughs> right? There we go. I love I, it. No, no I, I, I know you probably are looking at me strange. And that's okay. I love y'all anyway. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because you get results. You get now, this other part, we're going to dedicate this to one of our colleagues. Um, the better sleep. All righty. <laughs> yes, yes. Better sleep. Now, uh, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us are getting less than five hours? <laughs> okay. Well, I feel triggered. <laughs> I'm telling you, sometimes I will, I will be working, working. Before you know it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's midnight, and I have to wake up five, wake up at five o'clock to get to work. And I mm -hmm. feel it the next day. I feel like I'm not on top of my game. I'm not as refreshed. I'm yawning. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like, thank God there's a mask. <laughs> I can't see it. But it's nothing to do with the patient. <laughs> it's because I'm not getting sleep. Not getting sleep. Mm -hmm. And so um, what studies have shown is that when you're getting less than five hours of sleep, 
it's actually increasing your hunger hormone. Um, and so, and it's decreasing your satiety hormone, which is called leptin. And so what's happening is you're eating more, you're snacking more because you're trying to stay awake. And because your hunger hormone is like, look, we need food. We need more energy. Yeah, it's up and it up. And then like, you're not feeling satisfied because the satiety hormone is going down. Wow. Exactly. So, so less than five hours of sleep and it causes this much of a hormonal change within the body. Yep. And we're gaining weight. And, and we're gaining weight. weight. Oh, gosh. Come on. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So, so that and it's extremely important that we focus on getting going to bed early, putting mm -hmm. having boundaries, you know, saying no to things, because a lot of times we're not staying up because we're just up. We're staying up because we're trying to do things for other people. And sometimes we need to be able to have that boundary and say, I'm sorry, I'm not able to do it right now. And do not feel guilty. Do not feel right? guilty about it. <laughs> yes. yes, that's the other part I have to work on. Don't feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And it, it's it's self-care in a thing. It's restorative in many ways. Sleep is restorative. You know, we have to get that other set point back, right? So yes. absolutely. So, so we dedicate that part to Dr. Funke. We heard you, Dr. Funke. Yes, Dr. <laughs> Funke wants us to sleep better. <laughs> better, absolutely. <laughs> and last but not least, and this is what you're talking about, Dr. Beckford, is reducing stress. Absolutely. We got to do it. We got to do mm -hmm. it. I, I, I have too many patients. I ask them. They tell me, I'm like, what's your stress level? They said, my stress level is high. And I said, well, what do you do to relax? Crickets nothing we're here for five minutes they have not found one thing to relax. oh yes you have to try to do it's restorative and you know a lot of times we're taking on these extra tasks but it's not usually for yourself it's usually for others yeah now it doesn't mean that if you say no that you don't love the person anymore mm -mm. and that they won't love you <laughs> You know, it's it's important that reducing stress, it's, it's important for self-care and it's important so that you can restore within yourself so that you'll be able to give. Because I think we feel like we can't give if we say, no, we're not giving. You're yeah. still giving. You're giving because you're, you're, you're whole. <laughs> and I have to point out to people, if something happens to you, who's going to care for that other person? Thank you. You have to take care of yourself first so you can care for others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's talk about we you know, we're not even going to negate the fact that reducing stress is, is challenging, especially mm -hmm. during this time, yes. because we're in a pandemic where the stress level just went way up. But we want to, you know, exactly went way up. But we want to acknowledge the fact that and to, to hone in on the point that reducing the stress in whichever way you can is important. Yes. And it helps you what? Overcome that set point. So there we go. <laughs> there we go. So these are our four lifestyle changes that we can do to overcome the set point. Next, and this is where your doctor comes in. There are uh, anti-obesity medications that can mm -hmm. help with overcoming that set point. Now, how they do this is that they actually help suppress your appetite. So mm -hmm. unfortunately, there's no real pill. You still have to do the work. <laughs> on the last slide, but mm -hmm. this will help you not to feel as hungry. So okay. it kind of helps keeps that hunger hormone at the lower area so that you mm -hmm. can continue to eat the lower, smaller portions, eat healthy without feeling like you're, you're starving yourself. And so I recommend to see your physician to talk about the different medications that are available that may mm -hmm. help you be able to, to do this. Wonderful. Wonderful. 
And last but not least, we have for bariatric surgery. Mm -hmm. So how bariatric surgery helps with overcoming the set point is that with that surgery, it removes uh, certain hormonal receptors like the hunger, horm uh, hunger, uh, hunger hormone so that you actually not only do you feel less hungry, you have a smaller pouch. And it is a permanent surgery, but it helps to kind of maintain so that you're not eating as much, but then also you have less hormones um, on board, so you're not as hungry. So it helps in that regard. And for those who um, qualify, that is an option. Absolutely. So, hey, well, we just got the gamut. We figured out, number one, what set point is right mm -hmm. and how our body essentially when we're losing weight and i think that there is also an, another portion of set point where we're saying well that's why your body wants you you to gradually lose weight and try not to do that quick weight loss right because as we mentioned once the scale dips really quickly the body's like wait a minute where did all my people go let's bring them back they increase your hunger hormone to try to bring you know, so you're hungry and your metabolism slows down because he's like, I want all of this back. I, in my mind, I'm thinking of a, a kid that lost all his marbles. He's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I want all of this back. Right. So it, it changes all of that. So um, that's why it's, it's recommended, I guess, with the gradual weight loss, incorporating those four things that you mentioned. Right. Incorporating the um, exercise, the, the regular meals and try not to have um, meals that meals that are healthy and freshly prepared and not processed. Um, the regular consistent ah, exercise, yeah. <laughs> that consistent part. And then also sleep, woo, you heard about it, less than five hours and then all of this, it's like, it's just reversing everything you just tried to do if you're getting consistently less than five hours of sleep and then also reducing our stress. Yep. And I just wanted to point out, um, so they did a study called the Biggest Loser Study where mm -hmm. they were looking at the contestants from that show. And as we yeah. all know, they lost so much weight so quickly. Yeah, it was like um, with six weeks. Is it six to eight weeks? How long yeah. was yeah, I, I, I don't I don't remember the exact uh, time scale, but they were just like recording it. But it was very quick, very mm -hmm. quick weeks that they lost all that weight. And what they found is that even though people, of course, had gained the weight back, their metabolism uh, still stayed low. So when they had lost all that weight, their metabolism was low, but it, metabolism didn't recover when they gained the weight Ooh, back. Wow. So even this is uh, years later. So um, definitely, you know, between that whole trying to lose weight real quick versus gradual lifestyle, it makes a huge difference. Wow, slow and steady wins the race. And we see um, Cherie Burrell, good morning. So she's giving us greetings from Beverly Hills, California. Thank you, I hope you are enjoying this broadcast because I just got a lot of gems. You know, <laughs> but we no, I did. It was absolutely, and it's important. You know, even just that last part that we're saying slow and steady will produce the consistent result that you want, right? As opposed to just the quick and looking at the meta the metabolism, once you're losing quickly, your metabolism slows down, as we mentioned, and then for it not to recover, that's just cruel. Come on now. I feel like, come on, metabolism, don't be cruel. Wow. <laughs> so with that in point, you know, we're talking all about that. Woo. When you're taking care of all of these patients, Dr. Mm -hmm. Shelley, and you've, you know, even with the, your training in obesity medicine and you're really bringing and um, all of this wonderful care to your patients, 
What are you doing for self-care? Oh, wow. You know what? I would be such a hypocrite telling you I didn't do anything for self-care. So I, I, there's things that I definitely enjoy doing. Uh, one of them is actually running. So I got into running around 2016 and mm -hmm. I, I do interval running. So I run walk and that, that I love that. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. less injury. I have fun. It makes it a lot of fun. And so um, I've actually done uh, five marathons. And so I'm training for my sixth marathon. I'm oh, sorry, wow. I've done four marathons. I'm training for my fifth marathon in New York coming in November. So that's okay. one thing that I do that helps me. It helps me relieve stress when I run. I remember I was mm -hmm. trying to buy a house and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to buy a house. <laughs> like, of us have healed that stress. Like, is this the right house? Am I paying the right amount of money? Like, is it yes. going to be okay? And boy, when I tell you I went for a run, I think I only did two miles. I felt so much better. I felt as I released. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. It's going to be is. okay. It's not the end Absolutely. of the year. <laughs> yes. So definitely that makes that. That's what I do. And then I love to travel. So mm -hmm. when we're not in a pandemic, um, I, I enjoy seeing the world. So that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and also, let's not forget. Um, you know, I'm going to spill the beans and how Dr. Shelly is going to be, she's a triathlon, right? Ironman. Yes. 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 Right. Out there. I did my first triathlon in August and, um, I'm inspired. I'm this 2020, I'm going to do an Ironman, either Ironman yes. 70.3 or full Ironman one, two, but I'm so starting 2022. That's right. you. That's it. <laughs> you're going to be documenting it, right? Documenting mm -hmm. your journey. So for those of you guys who want to be inspired, if you're trying to do the Ironman also, then you know you can train along with Dr. Shelley. She'll let us know all about that after I ask her this other thing. What about getting appetite shots? Okay, someone, Deborah Clark, just asked us about appetite shots. Okay, that's an interesting yeah. question. Go so ahead. they do have like the lipoprotein B, which it actually helps, which is the lipo shot. Um, mm -hmm. It actually helps with um, burning more fat. And so sometimes that's something that people offer. They do have HCG shots, um, which is a growth hormone. That's mm -hmm. not quite recommended. I know there's some people that have had some success with it, but as far as the studies show, it's not as recommended. Um, mm -hmm. Also, there are different other um, medications that I definitely would recommend to see your doctor because they know your medical history and so they can make sure you're the right fit for the different medications. But there's so many out there. I'm really excited. We actually had a, a recent shot uh, or a new shot called Wagofi that started that was just released in June. And that's a once weekly injection that helps with curbing your appetite so um it's actually out there and that's something that you can speak with your doctor to make sure you're the right fit for it mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely wow no that's good to hear and you know and i'm pretty sure that you know there are a lot of people that have tried multiple ways mm -hmm. to lose weight and to know what is best for you, we do recommend, like we said, that you talk to your doctor, yeah. right? You talk to, and I see that um, um, Burrell was asking the questions. And, you know, the recommendation is that you really do talk to your doctor who knows you, yeah. you know? And um, you need to really discuss any specific um, diet changes, any specific um use of if you want to exercise when is it the right time to exercise the person who knows you best is the person to give you the best advice right the person who knows your history has taken care of you 
who knows any of those intricacies. They're the ones that will give you the more curated advice versus a general advice from us here. All righty. So I just got all deep into so Dr. Shelly asked Nora, she's doing her for her self-care. So she's running, she's training for her triathlon. She's training for her Ironman. And like I said, you can train along with her. She'll leave us that info in a second. But I want to know, if you weren't a doctor, Dr. Shelly, what would you be? Ah, so if I wasn't a doctor, when I was in, people are surprised about this, but when I was in high school, I was in the performing arts school for drama. Mm -hmm. So I think if I wasn't a doctor, I would probably try my hand at it to see if I would like, you know, become the next big star. Oh, <laughs> yes. the next Halle Berry, let's do it. <laughs> All righty, Halle, we're coming That's for it. you. We love you. We love you. Love you. For it. <laughs> All right. So acting, actress, singing also? No, when I can't hold a tune, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I good. probably would try to take some lessons so at least I would get proficient. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The performing arts is our other love. Yes. So, Dr. Shelley, before we leave out here, where can we find you? Yes. Is it possible to pull up the um, PowerPoint? Absolutely. Here we go. So if you really enjoyed this talk, um, I'm going to actually go in more in depth on Sunday for our masterclass. And so this uh -huh. is the web page that you can go to our masterclass. You can also reach me at drshellymd.com um, as my website. And then on YouTube, where I'm actually going to be um, documenting my training. I'm already, I haven't quite posted yet my marathon training yet, because I'm doing my marathon training, but you can find that also on Instagram. But you can go to my YouTube channel at Dr. Shelly MD, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Shelly MD as well. <laughs> and wonderful, Facebook. Wonderful. Yes, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So we have here your three uncomfortable truths about obesity and how to overcome it. So you're having this on our drshellymd.ck.com page slash masterclass. So our masterclass is going to be when? Put that out there again. Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, you can go to that link to register and then you'll get straight, you'll get straight to the link to come and uh, hear more about the uh, masterclass. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for stopping by and leaving all these gems. Yes, Dr. Shelley, thank you so much. So don't forget, you can find this wonderful interview on our Your Karen Docs page. It's on our LinkedIn, it's on our Facebook, and we'll put it up also on our Instagram. And don't forget that we have the VIPU Society. That's right. That's our Your Karen Doc VIPU Society, where we're getting professional women to put their health and wellness first for how long at least two hours per month come on out of the seven and the 30 we can take two for ourselves to restore and bring back our health and wellness right so don't forget to sign up for that on our vip list on our your Karen docs page www.urcaringdocs.com that's your Karen docs.com Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shelley, for stopping by. And thank you thank all you. who have been watching. Thank you, guys. Sherelle, um, Burrell, pardon me, Sherry Burrell and Deborah Clark on our LinkedIn. Thank you guys for participating. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>